Now it's time for the Southern Cross. It is indeed. And on Friday, the 10th of July, it marked the anniversary of the Rainbow Warrior. Well, I mean, that, that is... Um it, it is indeed the um, an, uh, anniversary of the Rainbow Warrior, but there's a webinar coming up soon on the 30th of July, hosted by the French um, Historical Society and by the universities around the campus um, about um, about that particular topic. And so that's where that's where we will leave it. Right. So that's just a reminder for everyone. Uh, last week on the wire, there was a discussion. Uh, in Southern yeah. Cross about Rainbow Warrior. If you uh, have any more interest into it, do make sure to catch the webinar. Now, a and and David will be in topic uh, in in here with, uh, a week later to talk about later, it to, yeah. to further yeah. discuss yeah. that yeah. webinar. Yes. Now, a request by the Philippines' biggest radio and TV network uh, for a kind of uh, expansion package has been uh, rejected by the Congressional Committee uh, in a vote that will kind of. It's been said to go down in history as a violation of the country's constitution. Could you tell us a little bit more about what yes, happened there? I mean, the vote, the votes were 70 to 11 against, and that is only because the um, parliamentarians who follow Rodrigo Duterte um, voted that way. The parliamentarians who rejected this request for franchise will go down in history as a legislation as a legislators who preferred to re- support the ruling, the caste personal interests instead of defending the spirit of the 1987 that was Daniel Bastard of the um, RSF the reporters sans frontiers reporters without borders said from the Asia Pacific desk this vote is like a thunderbolt in the Philippines media landscape already trouble sky it should be noted that in sign how independent media persecuted many of spurious arguments against uh, used by politicians to hostile to Hostile to ABS and CBN were identical to that of the government agencies being used against rapid news to the, uh, news news website. Um, the um, the only way the legislature is going to change is if Rodrigo Duterte is voted out in two, uh, 2020, 2022. Right. So, obviously, the uh, actions of the Philippine government have come under some scrutiny uh, worldwide. Recent, um, not recently, ever since Duterte came into power. Uh, does this decision uh, by the uh, parliament as well as Duterte's uh, governing body, uh, does this come as an unexpected decision or is it kind of seen as something that was uh, bound to happen? It is bound to happen because it's, 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 it's um, determined as a rump parliament. That means all the politicians follow suit. And the same thing happened in the Cook Islands last week when all the parliamentarians tried to kick out a, a senior journalist from um, the, the um, from Parliament, and the Speaker of the House ruled against it. Right in a, another recent hotbed of Pacific news, uh, obviously the ongoings in West Papua have made headlines uh, consistently for an extended period of time now. Uh, what do you bring us today uh, on West Papua? West Papua is really, uh, the more we talk about it, the more the people will get to know about it, and the more it's going to be exposed to the world. West Papua, um, in New Zealand and in Australia, do not support West Papua because they trade in Indonesia. And that is, um, uh, naturally, it's, um, it's very strange coming from a country that used to support um, South Africa. 
uh, in the apartheid area, um, in the apartheid area, they fought against South Africa. And for us not to do that against for West Papua is really a shame on us. And as, as I have a commentary here from Benny Wanda, the chair of the United Liberation Movement of West Papua, he says, for over 50 years, Indonesia have been promising West Papua autonomy. Each time underneath the autonomy lies only bullets and killings. In 1969, after the fake vote to legitim legitimize Indonesia's colonization of West Papua, Indonesia promised it would be more autonomous region within Indonesia. But that hasn't happened. And he, th and he believes that the only way forward is for them to have a referendum on, um, on whether West Papua should become independent or not. As the conversation around West Papua is growing, uh, and as is perhaps the kind of uh, media pressure on Indonesia to help facilitate one of these referendums, uh, do you see it actually there being more likelihood of a referendum happening and a legitimate referendum around the independence of West Papua happening? Not at the moment. I mean, that's, that's what Bidimwanda is, is arguing for, that he wants to see a referendum and that he wants West Papuans and he, and he wants also immigrant Indonesians to be able to vote on that referendum to decide West Papua should be um, independent or not. And the reason why West Papua is not independent is they have built a 4,000-kilometer road, taking away everything everything that they can in the way. And um, they are now clearing trees to make, um, to make palm trees and palm oil. And they are also mining West Papua to death. Indeed, a number of uh, New Zealand businesses, and namely Tradely, I, Trade Me, I believe, got in trouble uh, for facilitating such practices earlier in this year and last year. Now, if a referendum were, say, to take place as such, what would the likelihood of something being actioned after that referendum be? Well, I mean, again, that depends on the UN, because the UN turned over uh, West Papua to the Indonesians initially in 1963. And um, that, um, whether it's a binding referendum or not, I don't know. I mean, I, I can't be clear of that. But a referendum is a referendum. The same thing in New Caledonia is a referendum. And same thing with Bougainville. Bougainville they have had referendums. And they've been binding referendums. Well, certainly. And with, whilst West Papua is still treated in such a similar manner to... Uh, how it is now. Um, what actions, if any, would you like to see from New Zealand? You said you're kind of disappointed about the stance on West Papua comparative to the stance on the apartheid. Where do you believe the New Zealand government should stand? The New Zealand go? government should really stand up for West Papua because there's so many people like Murray Ledbetter and others who have been speaking out for West Papua. And it's because, I think it's because they don't look like the West Indonesians, and uh, Indonesia is a very, very good trading partner for New Zealand. I think it's the fourth largest trading partner for New Zealand, and that's why New Zealand is very, very quiet on that. Well, certainly. And finally today on Southern Cross, our final topic, is the hashtag Hold the Line campaign. Could you tell us a little bit more about the Hold the Line campaign? Hold the Line campaign was done for Maria Ressa, who is a very, very brave journalist in, in, in the Philippines. And um, I wouldn't be surprised even if... Um, Say tomorrow she she would be she would be shot because so many journalists are being shot in um, Papua in Philippines. That is um, and and that's 
clearly not the uh, not the stance that we expect expect from new, new uh, from the Philippines. And um, she has appeared on the cover of the Time magazine. She is um, blatantly, I mean, I must say, say clearly a hero of mine because um, she, she speaks out and she speaks out very, very clearly for Rappler. And she used to be um, a um, correspondent for CNN for 10 years. We discussed before the issues uh, with the kind of, I guess, bogus uh, vote uh, in Duterte's governing body and the kind of rump parliament that it's made up of. Now, what is what else is being spoken out about and, and within the Philippines, and what is important to bring to light by this campaign? Well, she uh, in, in, on June fifteenth, twenty twenty, she was convicted of cyber libel, uh, along with uh, her, her former replica, uh, replica colleague Renaldo Santos Jr a criminal charge for which they could face up to six years in prison. If the conviction stands, they will, they will go to jail. And as well, she has uh, six other cases um, that are piled against her that would keep her in prison for more than a year, more than, more than 100 years. And, and it's a, it's a, she's a very, very brave woman. I mean, there's, there's no doubt about it. I mean, I've heard her speak on a, on, on a webinar and um, she's very, very clear about what, where she stands on, on the matter, and she's very um, staunch as, as a journalist. And one final question for today. What do you believe we can take away, I guess, from this? What, what do we learn from, A, the case of Hold the Line, and B, what's going on from in the Philippines, and where can we move and what can we do about it if that's what we should be doing? Yeah, we can't stay silent because silence is consent. We need to be outraged and to fight back. Journalism, if we don't use our rights, we'll lose them. Please stand with us. And that's why I say, hashtag, hold the line, is really important. I've, I've signed, I've signed on, uh, on the petition for freeing uh, Maria Ressa, and she is, she is really, really something. I mean, if, if ever I have come, um, I've, I've heard of someone that I would really want to meet, apart from Nelson Mandela, it would be Maria Ressa. And the chance of her being shot any day grows by the minute. That was Shri from the Pacific Media Center. Thank you so much for your time today. That's all we will be having time for on Southern Cross today. Tune in next week, of course, for all the new Pacific news. That was the Southern Cross.